I'm James Bryan Smith. Welcome to the Things Above podcast. You are listening to Episode 8. If you missed the pilot episode or this is your first time listening, this is a podcast for what I call Mind Discipleship. It's a podcast for those who want to learn how to set their minds on things above. That's where the name of the podcast comes from, uh, Colossians 3, 1 and 2, where Paul says, set your minds on things above. It's important what we think about. The great Danish philosopher Søren Kierkegaard once wrote, our life always expresses the result of our dominant thoughts. That's a big statement. Our life always expresses the result of our dominant thoughts. What are your dominant thoughts? My hope with this podcast is that um, each episode we can listen to some glorious thought from above and um, set your mind on it, that maybe it'll become a dominant thought and that will show in your life. It will be expressed, according to Kierkegaard, in your life. The glorious thought for this episode is, God became human so that humans might become like God. That statement comes from Athanasius, who was one of the most important theologians in the early church. He lived in the fourth century. And he wrote one of the most important books in Christian history titled On the Incarnation. C.S. Lewis said of that book that it was one of the most important books he had ever read. Now, the incarnation refers to God becoming a human being in Jesus Christ or God taking on flesh. I sometimes say to my students, it's a little corny, but you know, you talk about chili con carne means chili with meat. The incarnation is like God with meat. God became flesh, which God being spirit, that's a big thing. Now, the incarnation, it falls into the category of mystery. The the Trinity is another one of the mysteries. And it's called a mystery because it's really too vast an idea for our little minds to fully understand. I mean, how can God become human, fully human, fully divine? How can Jesus be, as our creed suggests, fully God and fully man? I mean, we have no precedent to understand the mystery. But mystery doesn't mean we can't grasp it at all. It just means we can't grasp it entirely. We can know things about it. And the incarnation is itself one of the most glorious thoughts of all. So Athanasian could write, God became human so that humans can become like God. Let's just pause for a minute and think about that first part. God became human. Now, we all know the Christmas story. The angel Gabriel tells Mary that she's going to become pregnant. She's going to bear a child that's going to be conceived by the Holy Spirit. He's to be named Jesus. We know the story about the manger. We know the story about the magi. We know the story about the angels, the flight to Egypt. So we know the Christmas story pretty well, and we reenact that every year. We listen to that story. But we don't know a lot about Jesus' boyhood, So after the birth narrative, we don't see Jesus again until he's maybe 12 and he's in the temple when Mary and Joseph um, pulled a kind of home alone move and took off without him and had to go back and find him. Oh, we left Jesus. Um, But after the incident at around 12, then we don't see Jesus again until he's around 30 at the beginning of his ministry. So suddenly here he comes forth with his ministry. So that leaves a lot to wonder about. When you think about the incarnation, okay, there's the baby Jesus in the manger, and then there he is at 12, and he's really smart in the temple. Um, But what was normal life like for him? 
What was it like, particularly as boyhood? I mean, growing up, what was that like? My late friend, the Christian singer and songwriter, Rich Mullins, was fascinated by the Incarnation. So one night, after having some deep discussions about the Incarnation with his friends, Rich sat down and wrote a song. And the song is called Boy Like Me, Man Like You. Now, only an artist can take the mystery of the Incarnation and make it come alive. And so... Um, in a concert that was re- recorded two weeks before Rich died in a car accident, Rich gives a, a brief introduction to the song. So um, we'll let you listen to his introduction, and then we'll let you listen to the song, and then we'll kind of dig into what it says. Thank you very much. Well, this is a song that uh, we wrote about. Uh, we were wrestling with the idea of the incarnation. <laughs> Does that sound heavy and theological? And uh, thinking about... You know, the apostles, especially being, you know, good monotheists and what it must have been like for them to meet Jesus and have him say that he was God and how that must have weirded them out. Because it kind of weirds me out that someone could be fully God and fully human, but that's, I guess, the way the way it is. And uh, not only is it weird that God should also be a man, but thinking about God being a boy was even weirder. And just imagining if he ever played baseball, you know. Like if Jesus was God and if God is all-powerful, if he was going to play baseball, just how many windows do you think he might have knocked out around Nazareth? And who was going to make him pay?
Well, did you ever get scared playing hide and seek? Did you try not to cry when you scraped your knee? Did you ever skip a rock across a quiet creek? And did they tell you stories about the saints of old? Stories about their faith. They say stories like that make a boy grow bold. Stories like that make a man want straight. Yeah. I really may just grow up and be like you. What great images Rich paints about the boy Jesus. Did you wrestle with a dog and lick his nose? Did you play beneath the spray of a water hose? I mean, those were a part of Rich's boyhood and, and mine. So he wonders, well, did Jesus do those same things? Did he feel these same things? Rich told me one time that his favorite line in the song rarely gets the reaction he was hoping for. I said, well, which line? And he said, the line where I ask, did you ever make angels in the winter snow? And I said, oh, yeah, that's a cool image. I mean, gosh, that's cool, Rich. I, I loved making snow angels, and I get it. You know, did the boy Jesus ever make snow angels? And he goes, no, don't you get it, Jim? Jesus made the real angels. And I went, oh, <laughs> of course. I mean, I mean, that's true. In Colossians 1.15, it says of Jesus, Jesus is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For in him all things in heaven and earth were created. Things visible and invisible. Oh, yeah, Jesus made the angels. So isn't it hilarious to think, here's the boy Jesus who actually made the angels. The boy Jesus goes, I'm going to make some snow angels. I love that. You know, the incarnation is a great mystery, but it's at the heart of our faith. And that's because in becoming fully human in every way, Jesus can offer a full and perfect human life back to the Father. This actually is called in theology, it's got a big term, the vicarious humanity of Christ. And I know a little bit about this particular um, theology because uh, my associate, my colleague here at Friends University, Dr. Chris Kettler, is an expert in that. And according to Chris, this is what he writes, the vicarious humanity of Christ speaks of the deep interaction between Christ's humanity and our humanity at the level of our being, the ontological level. So Chris is saying, you know, what Jesus came to do is more than just some sort of forensic way of atoning for, you know, our sins and so forth, but that Jesus, by being fully human, declared righteous everything about us. So Chris writes, it is really both, you know, it is that forensic, there is that forgiveness, but much more in the sense of God desiring to recreate our humanity at the deepest levels, addressing our needs from within our being. Oh, that's so good. You know, it's exactly what Rich was getting at. That Jesus isn't becoming fully human. Well, he was a boy, right? He was a boy like we were children. He probably did all of those things and felt all these things, but not just to do them and feel them, but to take our humanity and declare it righteous, to, to make it right with God, to heal it, really. God desires to recreate humanity. What a glorious thought. And that song, Thank You, Rich, what a gift. By the way, you may have noticed that the intro and outro music for this podcast is a song Rich Mullins wrote and played, um, and it's called Peace, 
and I'm really grateful to Rich's family and the Mullins estate for allowing us to use it. I hope you join me next week for episode nine. Until then, you can find me on Twitter and Facebook at James Brian Smith. And you can learn more about this podcast at ApprenticeInstitute.org. If you did enjoy this episode, please click on the like button, share it with a friend, subscribe. You'll get them automatically each week. Until next time, keep setting your mind on things above. <laughs>